Box on the Mic is in conference tournament mode this week. We'll visit with women's basketball coach Katie Burroughs and men's head coach Lamont Paris. As always, you can find Mox on the Mic wherever you download your podcast from. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review Mox on the Mic, and you'll get this podcast delivered right to your device every single week. 1-13, and 13, that was the record for Chattanooga's women's basketball team heading into conference play. Coach Katie Burra's scrappy mocks have fought their way to a 10-4 and four mark against conference foes and at least a share of the Southern Conference regular season title. Now it's a trip to Asheville looming at large, and these ladies have a, a shot at a tournament title. We had the chance to catch up with Chattanooga native and former Mott Katie Burroughs as her team prepares for a weekend stay in Asheville. Are you surprised? <laughs> uh, no, and the reason I'm not surprised is because – I felt like it was always in our girls um, to compete at the level that they're competing at now. Um, and the reason I felt that way is because every day, even after loss after loss, they were coming into practice, they were focused, they were practicing hard, um, getting after it, trying to make each other better, doing the extra stuff that they needed to do. Um, so I knew it was coming eventually. Um, now, did I think it was going to result in a share of the Southern Conference Championship? I wasn't sure about that, but I did know that they were going to come around and start getting those wins and, and getting their confidence back. Can you put your finger on, one, what was going on early in the year? Was it attitude? Was it effort? Was it – what was it? Yeah, neither of those two. Um, like I say, they came in with the, with the right attitude every day and their effort was great. I think it was a lack of knowing their roles. And so a lot of that was on me and, and sitting them down and talking through those things throughout the course of time, just realizing I don't think that so-and-so knows exactly – what I'm asking her to do here. And so just uh, in, in my communication with them um, and the verbiage that I use sometimes, like I'll give you, for example, sometimes things that I say Rona doesn't understand because terminology is different for her. Um, and so just kind of trying to figure out how to communicate with them individually. Um, and then also just sitting them down, talking through, this is what I expect of you. This is what we need you to do um, within your capabilities. And okay, now, so how are you going to get better at these things? And then this is what I would like to see you do at some point. So how are you going to get better at that? And by being specific in those areas, um, it gave them a focus. And so um, it, we were able to, like I say, sit down, talk about it individually, and then collectively everything just kind of started falling into place a little bit better each day. Was there a moment where you felt like maybe the light went on, where it's like they understand now, we've got this? Yeah, so a lot of those conversations were had over the Christmas break. Just We had a lot more time to sit them down individually and really just – spend time with one another figuring this thing out right and so I felt like um, there were some bright spots early on even in the losses I mean Liberty Liberty we played excellent I mean I went back and watched the film and it was like it wasn't a mirage like we we've got it in us and now we shot the ball incredibly well that game and it's interesting how shooting it well really <laughs> gives you the confidence that you need to do other things um but, you know, that was a big thing for us. We were struggling to score, so I had to come up with some various ways to maybe get the ball in certain people's hands that were scoring a little bit better, or how can we get better movement so that the defense just gets tired of playing defense and now we're getting layups or, or wide-open threes or whatever that may be, um, and just kind of building on that. But, um, but, yeah, I felt like even in the loss to Ohio – um, there was a – and there were a couple other games I could say this about, but this one sticks out in my mind. Uh, right after Christmas, 
uh, that loss, even in that, our girls were getting after it. I mean, I'm getting text messages from people, like, randomly. I see a difference in your kids. They are really getting after it. I think the future is bright, you know, and that's wonderful to hear. And we always knew it was there, and I think that gave us the uh, the momentum to get over the hump because I kept telling them, don't wait till it's conference play. Like, get after them, and let's see what we can do. And I felt like that game right there was a turning point for us. Even though we lost, um, I saw so much improvement in that game alone. I want to ask you about your seniors. First, Nakia Burks, who – has had every excuse, valid excuse, at any point in time the last, I don't know, four years to go, you know what, I'm done. Yeah. Because, I mean, how many injuries has that kid had to battle and come back Can't from? Come. <laughs> yeah, I mean, every single and, – and I remember, I think you've told me, Larry has told me before about you know, man, if if we could just get her healthy, if she's when she's healthy, she can play. We finally got a chance to see a healthy Nakia Burks this year. As a coach, that had to be as rewarding as anything else to see what she did this year, did it not? Well, and so yes, and and so there's a lot of factors involved in that. You know, just for her to be able to like, we're at this point, we're at the conference tournament now, and she is still with us. Full go, you know, but now she's doing that with ailments. She's not, you say she's fully healthy. She's not. I mean, she struggles every day with aches and pains. And I, I call her old lady all the time because she, you know, she's got arthritis and she's got things that are kind of creeping up already on her, but she pushes through it because she cares and she wants to compete. Um, and she knows that her teammates depend on her. And not to mention the fact that when she did come back, I put her in the toughest position on the court. Hey, by the way, yeah, you can come back. And will you play point guard, which I've never asked you to do ever before in your life, and, and run the team? Okay, great. <laughs> you know, and she's like, yeah, I'll do whatever you need me to do. You know, and so she's developed her handle. She's getting us in our offense. Um, she has really become – more offensive minded she was always one of those that said you know I'm gonna I'm gonna look for you know look for so-and-so whether it be Lakeland or Bria or Ebony I'm gonna get them a look now she's actually looking for her pull-up jumper she's getting to the rim um, she's hit a few threes you know and so um you just just kind of having and that was part of our conversation I said honey you know you're distributing fine but can I just get like six to eight points out of you a game I mean will you look for your shot and she's like yeah I can do that it was like sure no problem. And she just started going out and doing it. Um, I think it was just understanding what my expectation was. But, um, yeah, I called her my diamond in the rough. Uh, whenever she – when I was recruiting her, I went to a, just an open gym thing. And I said, yeah, that's that's what I call her. I said, you know, you're kind of a diamond in the rough. I said, I think people are kind of overlooking you, but you've got some stuff. And I loved her length and her athleticism. She could fly. I mean, she still can, but even before her injuries, it was nuts. Um, and so – I just I'm really proud of, of who she's become on the court, but even more proud of who she's become off the court. She is a leader, and she is somebody that young girls can look up to, and I'm I'm proud of her for that. And then Lakeland, Lord have mercy, just came in as a freshman, just hot, you know, just shooting the three like crazy. She's built her game up. She you know the next year it was pull up jumpers, and then it was getting to the rim and the up and unders, and now she's got a step back in her game. And I mean just to see her be able to grow since I, I first watched her her eighth grade year. Um, which seems like a century ago now, but it's it's she, she's to the end of this. It's crazy. Um, but to see how she's developed there, to see the level of adversity that she's gone through the last two years and having to help her family pick up, um, you know, 
the pieces of losing her father and, and, you know, being there for her mom and being there for her sister and even her grandparents and going home when she can to work on the farm and help out there. And, and now already graduating early and getting her, you know, graduate degree to, to do some, um, to do work in the agricultural field, you know, inspired by her dad. That's what she saw her dad do her whole life. Um, so again, two young women who, when they leave here will be, inspirational they've already been inspirational they're going to inspire more and 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 these young girls that are around can actually absolutely look up to and and i'm I'm just thrilled for that her place lakeland's place Mm -hmm. in the history of this program Mm -hmm. when you talk about the all-timers here that's cemented yeah for her oh yeah i mean she's uh she's coming up on the 1500 point mark and um you know she she actually distributes the ball pretty well you know because everybody's collapsing on her they know she can score and you know it's been impressive too to see um how well she's been able to do defensively over the years um you know it wasn't really something that she was very good at her freshman year but she's gotten stronger and she's um, gotten smarter um and so she's been able to do some things there as well as nothing that you'll see on paper but just doing her job more effectively in that area um She's a force. That's why you see a lot of these teams. They're they're playing a uh, a box and one, or um, like they, like Mercer played triangle and two against us the other day with her and Bria because they like let's get the ball out of their hands, you know. And and so there's a lot of respect there for that. Um, you know, seeing people switch it off on her and running at her, and you know, and oh well, guess what? She's not just a three point shooter anymore. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's um, it, she has to be on the floor for us to be successful, and her teammates know that, and they find her. They find her. She's played a lot of minutes. I think she's tops in the conference oh, yeah. as far as minutes played. You think I trust her? <laughs> <laughs> is that a is that a concern at this point? Um, yes and no. I think she's. I think I would like to preserve her legs a little bit this week if I if I get the opportunity. You know, for three games in four days, that can be taxing on anybody. Um, but at the same time, she's also mentally tough enough to push through it and get herself there. Um, and she'll actually she she rarely asks for a sub. She'll ask me, you know, hey, can I get a break? Or she'll tell me, Coach, I just need one, you know, when she absolutely has to have one. I I can't even remember the last time she asked for that. So she's going to be able to push through and do just fine, um, however many minutes I need her. But I would like for some folks to step up so that I can give um, her and some of these others a break. Um, I play my starters a lot of minutes. Uh, This week we really need to, to get some rotations in. So coaches use that that old saying about peaking at the right time. Are you peaking at the right time? I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, absolutely. But I think it's been a gradual process for us. I don't think it was like, oh, well, we've made it and then we just stayed – because we – we still are fighting back from deficits, and it's such an interesting thing. I and and I don't care to share this, but I, I joke around. I'm like, I think we have a bipolar team because we <laughs> like we'll be on the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, but yet we're still pulling out these wins because they just battle. Um, and I think that there's something to be said for that. You know, even if we aren't shooting the ball well, 0 for 10 in the first half in threes. I mean, I think we finished two for two for like 18 or something like that on Saturday, which is nuts, and we still pulled that win out. Um, You know, even when we're not shooting the ball well, our defense is staying intact and we're figuring out other ways to score because I think we still shot like 46 or 47% from the floor Um, and then getting to the foul line as well. So, yeah, I mean, we are where we need to be at the right moment. I would not say that we've peaked. I would say that we still have room to grow. I mean, getting a lead and keeping a lead. I think we've done that one time this season and that was at Furman um now we got two free free throws at the beginning of the game because of a technical but (laughs) you know uh so that was a little bit unfair but um but yeah I mean it's just um uh, that's something that I would like to see us do in the tournament 
Get yep. a lead, keep a lead. I was going to ask, is it possible to win one by maybe more than 10? Wouldn't that be point? fun? <laughs> um, <laughs> possible, yes. Will it happen? I cannot guarantee it. But you know what? I can guarantee that my kids are going to fight, they're going to battle, and they're going to give a good show. Everyone will be entertained. <laughs> so now that you've had a chance, you've seen everybody twice – Give me your thoughts on – I don't feel like there is really a dominant team right now on the women's side. I mean, you guys have played as well or better than anybody else has, especially over the last four to six weeks. Right. How do you assess this conference right now and, and what you expect in Asheville? Yeah, well, I would say that, you know, we've swept three of them. That makes it even more dangerous. When you sweep – a team in the in the regular season it's hard to beat a team three times in a row um so that that poses a challenge but then you also look at the other factor and in those other four teams we split so you know it's kind of one of those things that like all right that's a 50 50 the other one is like you got to be careful because they're ready for you I mean they're gunning for you even more I think and this is what I told my kids after that game Saturday I said here's the deal you have to stay hungry and you have to stay humble. I said, because everybody's going to be out for blood. Everybody's fighting for the same thing. It doesn't make any difference what you've done up to this point. If we don't win three games in four days, we don't advance. That's the bottom line to where we want to go, which is the NCAA tournament. You know, and so I would just say that, um, you know, we, like, like you said a minute ago, would love to have 10 points or more wins, but I'm just going to take a win at this point because um, I just I, I want to see my girls take it to that next level. I think that they have worked their tails off, and it's a situation, too, where um, I feel like my kids, and I don't want to say they deserve it because everybody, everybody deserves the chance, but, um, but I, just, my, I got a special group of girls, and I'd love to see them have that success and be able to, to hold that trophy up at the end of the tournament. Now, when you played here, there wasn't the off day in the middle no. of the conference tournament. Mm-hmm. It was right? three and three days. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Does that change? Does it change the your approach as a coach? Does it? Do you? Does it change the way you mentioned giving Lakeland some rest, mm-hmm. possibly if you can? It, does that factor in your decision making? That hey, we got a day tomorrow. We you know it's 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 okay if we got to go, you know, thirty six minutes plus today. Right, absolutely, it does. It it, it does, and and in the fact that we play it's like a noon game on Sunday for for the championship. You know, you still would like to get some. I mean, you don't one day doesn't get your body fully back intact, but. You know, and it being such an early game the next day. So I would still say I'd like to cut those minutes some if I can. But listen, we're going to win ball games, and, and I'm going to win with whoever I think is going to get it done on the court. Because if you don't, you're done. So you, you got to deal with the rest of it later. Um, but yeah, I, I think it does take it. You know, I do take that into consideration because we don't have many opportunities for practice times on Saturday. You know, we'll get like 55 minutes or an hour or whatever on the court early that morning. But what we do the rest of the day, you know, we've got to come up with it on our own. Do we just walk through at the hotel? Do we find a high school to practice at? What are we going to do? And in that, probably just walk through. Probably not even getting up and down. Maybe the ones that didn't get as many minutes, get them up and down just to keep them fresh. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that it, you just you just got to push through. It don't matter. Like if 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 I'm if I'm a player. And I play 40 minutes both games. I'm like jacked because let's get this thing done. My body, I don't, there's no time to be tired. And I tell them all the time, your mind tells your body what to do. You just need to tell yourself you're not tired. You got to keep pushing through it. You don't have time for that. You can be tired later after we win everything. So tell us a first round. Mm-hmm. Who do you have? Mercer. Who do you guys have? Mercer. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they've had a little bit of a disappointing season. Yeah. What do you expect from Mercer? Preview that first round game for us. Yeah. Um, there's an expectation there from their staff and from their fans and from, you know, that they should be in the championship. That's where they've been for many years now, you know, the one at two years in a row. Um, you know, not losing a conference game. You know, Susie's done a fantastic job. And several of those kids were a part of that. Um, they lost a lot of their core from last year. That's why they had a test season. And a lot of these kids – it's just it's it's kind of like what we were doing early on too. It's like find, figuring out what your role is and what we need you to do, and and they they do they have some youth, um, and I think that they're going to be they're going to be even more of a force moving forward. But they are dangerous. They they've got those two kids, the Darty kid and the Titus kid, with with size and ability to elevate over people and shoot, or take you down and post you up. Um, and so we've got to take them out of the picture. You know, we, we didn't do a very good job that first time around. Those two alone scored more, one more point than our team combined. We just did a horrible job of taking them away. The second time around, we, we did a better job. Now, Titus got her points, but we um, – I think we only gave up six, eight points to Darty, and so she was doing it alone. You know, and so that's kind of – those two are the focus. we got to make the other ones on the court beat us. That's, that's our – philosophy in that case and now can some of those kids step up and do it they sure can but we got to we got to play the odds here who's scoring the most points well, we got to take that away and see what these other kids can do I mean we'll mix it up we, we've been working on some different things defensively and you know our bread and butter is our man-to-man because we do a really good job with it I think one of the things excuse me that our girls do well is they they keep teams from being able to just get comfortable when they when they penetrate. They make it difficult for people to get a clean shot, and they're very disciplined about staying up and down and not just hacking at people trying to block shots. But we alter shots really well in the paint, um, and so I think that's something that has played a big factor in these last few games as well. We're getting to the foul line more than our opponents because we're staying disciplined in that respect, um, and that's why I really like our man to man. But I think we have to mix it up some. Um, there again, if we can play some zones or we can do that, that'll save legs too because we're not running and chasing people around at that point. So um, anyway, uh, it just um, a lot of a lot of things to involved here. But those are the two kids that are the main focus. Again, I'm not saying those other kids aren't good and don't play their roles really really well, but they are the ones that have proven that that they're going to they're the ones that are going to get it done for them. So you go to Asheville now. You've got a for the most part a, an experienced group. Mm-hmm. They've been through this mm-hmm. this battle before. It's a different atmosphere. It's a different shooting backdrop. Being in that arena, maybe a little closer to what you have at home, honestly, right. Right. compared to what you see at some of the places you go on the road. How much does that factor in, or does it matter at this point? Um, well, honestly, um, we've. <laughs> it's funny. We've shot the ball well at home, and we've shot the ball well on the road, and we've shot it terribly at home, and we've shot it terribly on the road. So, I don't think it. I mean, I think it might. You know, we're trying to get in the arena as much as possible this week because it is more conducive to what we're going to play in. Um, but at the same time, I think you just gotta you just gotta get you know grit your teeth and just go after it. You know, take the open shots when and take the open shots that you're good at. You know, and what I've told my girls is, listen, like stop settling for you know the first shot that we get, first open look that we get with you know 20 seconds on the shot clock. Let's reverse the ball a couple times. Let them get tired of playing defense, and maybe we'll get an even better look. Maybe we'll get the ball on the person that's hot. Let get them get it in their hands. You know, and that was a focus today. I got frustrated early on in practice because. 
the girls weren't reversing it and they just it was just stoppage 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 and I'm like move the ball and we were working against uh they played a little triangle and two against us last time so we're working against that and and they're like I'm open okay guys at what point do you tell yourself there's a reason they're playing this defense? Like they're trying to shut down our two leading scorers. Like can we get the ball in their hands or can we reverse it, maybe even get a layup instead of settling for a three or a pull-up jumper um, with 16 seconds on the shot clock? So that's going to be a big focus for us is, is, is reversing the ball and getting the most quality shot that we can get. But as far as the, the venue is concerned, I mean – Two of them, two of them have been in the championship game before. The rest of them have not. So yes, we have been there. Many of them have been there, but they haven't really been there. You see what I'm saying? Right. And so we've got to, um, we've got to just go in. We're going to get a couple of opportunities. Uh, once on Wednesday, we'll get to get in there and shoot um, right when we get there. Um, and then we won't see that court again until game time. Um, and then Saturday, they'll have some times for us uh, prior to Sunday's game. Of course, they give you shoot-around times on Sunday, but we play at noon. So am I going to do a 6 o'clock shoot-around? Right. No, I think we'll sleep. <laughs> That's important. There goes those minutes again. Yes, we're going to get some sleep. Well, look, you guys win this thing. Uh, it should be an after-school special somewhere, uh, uh, maybe a full-length feature film for the turnaround and the way this season has gone. These last eight weeks have just been – it's been fun to watch. I'm glad you think so. It's been I tough mean, it's, on me. I, I know, I know. You, you've aged a little bit. Yeah, but a little bit. It's been, it has been, it's been fun to watch this group pull together and pull this off. It's been fun for me to go back and watch some of those clips and listening to you and Todd – and and how excited you guys get when we make those big plays. That's been great. But, yeah, it is uh, – I'm just really impressed with my bunch. And I told them it's too much unfinished business, though. We can't – that's why I keep telling them stay humble, stay hungry. Um, you can't get satisfied. Once we get satisfied, that's when it's all going to go to pot. So we got we to gotta stay up and ready to go. Hey, last thing, I'll let you go. And uh -huh. I meant to ask this earlier, and I, we just about finished here, and I didn't get to her. And that's Abby Cornelius yeah. and her emergence, if you will – on both sides of the yeah. uh, of the game, both offensively and defensively, I think you knew because of the relationship. You knew what you were getting mm -hmm. with her. Um, is she ahead of where you thought she could be? No, I think she's right where she where, where we thought she would be. Um, she, you know, she came alive early on in the season, a couple of games, and was really shooting the ball well. And I think that gave her a little confidence. And then for some reason, she kind of backed off. I think she was thinking. She just – I think she was thinking too much, honestly. Um, and it wasn't just letting the game kind of flow. But now, like you said, these last eight weeks and just seeing – how she's developed, um, become more confident. She's not just one-dimensional. She's not just a pick and pop, you know, take the open three, take the open jumper. She's not a back-to-the-basket kid. She's more of a face-up. But now she's starting to attack. Now she's getting to the foul line. She's killing it from the foul line. And I'm super impressed with that because that was one thing I was worried about with her coming out of high school. First thing we did when she got here was, I'm changing your free-throw routine because you're not making them. Let's adjust and, and keep it simple. And, um, and she has really done a good job there because she's getting to the line She's 80%. I know. I'm knocking on wood, yeah. Chris. Knocking on wood, because um, uh, I think the last time I said something to you about it, she had a, a, a not so good <laughs> start that next game. Um, but yeah, she um, and, and then I would say 
um, defensively, um, you know, back to the last time we played Mercer, we ended up the majority of the game putting her on the darty kid, and she did a great job of altering her shot, making it tough for her to get it. Um, and so I've just been real impressed with her um, in, in, on both ends of the floor, and that's why she herself gets a lot of minutes. Now, what she has to cut out is the silly fouls. She had a couple of really silly fouls the other day uh, against ETSU, one over the back where she didn't even attempt to try to go around. And so we've got to work on that. I, I, I'm going to drive that home with her because we can't have her in foul trouble. Um, but I like the fact that she's versatile, too. I can play her at the five or the four. Yeah. Um, and, and defensively, um, she's super smart as well, and she communicates well. And so I'm just – I am. I'm thrilled that, we, that we've gotten her to this point and that we're going to have her for two more years, and I, I'm excited to see her grow even more. Coach, appreciate it. Thank you. Good luck. Yeah, thanks. Thanks to Coach Burles, and good luck this weekend. Chattanooga's men's basketball team sits with 19 wins going into this weekend. Win number 20 will have to come against a team they just defeated on Senior Day this past Saturday. UNCG has 23 wins, and they'll be the Mocs' quarterfinal round opponent when conference play conference tournament play opens up this weekend. Here's our conversation with Chattanooga men's basketball coach Lamont Paris. So look, and, and you and I are close to the same age. I may have a year or so on you, but there's not that much difference between us. To me, 20 wins really means something. I mean, I, to me, that has always been the benchmark in basketball, a 20-win season. Is that still the case? Um, yeah, I think it is. I think it is. I think it was, I think it carried even more weight in the past because you didn't have exempt tournaments and there weren't quite as many games. Teams are playing, you know, three more games than what they were on average, even five, six years ago. Um, but, uh, but yeah, having said that, there's so many other factors that are involved that I, I think it's still the, the, the gold standard that if, you know, depending on what your own individual uh, standard is and, and what your goals are and what your expectations are, I think generally speaking, you could you could look at a team from across the country that you've never watched before and just look at their record and say, ah, good year. They had a good year, 20 and they were 20 and whatever. So 20, I just think in the minds of any basketball fan or coach or uh, anyone affiliated with the game, you see twenty, and no matter how you slice it, it's a it's a it's a really good year. And 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 if you know if you have a Final Four caliber team, obviously you have a different a different standard you've set for yourself. But uh, just as a general, and generally speaking, if you win twenty games in a basketball season, it's been a it's been a definitely a successful season. How would you view twenty wins for this team? Um, you know, for us, just just. With the process that we've had and the way we've gone about it and where we started, uh, it would it would obviously it's at least that for us. Um, I think I think that anytime you can go from you know we had twenty losses in each of our first two seasons. So if if you could ever if you could make the jump from twenty losses in a season to twenty wins the in any successive season, I think what that says about the growth that you've made is is it's been a tremendous amount of growth and I already know it has been just because I'm around these guys I see what they do I see how they respond I see how they I, I already know it's been a tremendous amount of growth but you know now you have something that corroborates that to to everyone else on the planet 
do you feel I don't know vindicated, justified now in some ways? I mean, you had to you had to weather a storm to get to this part. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, we we believed in our process and and how we wanted to do it and you know i don't know maybe it's a little slower the way that we did it but it it wasn't about speed it was about it was about accuracy right if you type a letter and 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 as you're typing with no spell check you can type uh, how many ever words per minute but it's a, the the letters the content of the letter is is you can't decipher it because the words are all wrong or you can be accurate with what you're with what you're doing and we thought our process uh was a was a tried and true and very reliable process and it was going to take a little patience and you know how much better could we be and we would be better incrementally every year but how much better you know when can we expect to be greedy um, about what we want to do and what we want to get done. And so I'd just say, you know, as far as the regular season is concerned, this has been, this has been the next step. You know, we were, we were very optimistic about the group that we had um, coming in here, just in that it was older. It was also overall more talented. But uh, we, we knew that, and how would that manifest itself in terms of wins and losses uh, because there's so much that fluctuates so much based on a game here or, or two games there. Um, so to answer your question, uh, yes, there's some vindication in it. Um, but we've always, we've never wavered from what we've been doing. We've, we've recruited super high quality guys that love the game of basketball and want to be coached and get better, and, and that's what they've done. You've always talked a lot about the right people. You want to have the right people. You feel like you've got the right people now? Um, yeah, uh, I, I don't have any questions whatsoever, uh, and I think that's part of the reason why this season has felt like it's gone so so quickly is because we have uh, you're just enjoying it so much. I mean, just the guys that we have, just being around them from just the travel, and you, you know, it, it's funny. Uh, you know, Pat Chambers at at Penn State, the head coach at Penn State, early in the year had said something and it was like it was exactly what I was thinking and how I felt about this group he said hey I think we're better I don't know how much better we're going to be he said but I'm going to enjoy coaching this group and he knew that he also knew they were going to be better you look at what they've done they have been I think we were in a very similar situation to that as far as my feeling about these guys I knew we would be better as a team but I also, more than that, knew that I was going to have fun coaching these guys, and, and it's been every bit of that. So you go rolling into Asheville now uh, this week to face UNCG again, a team that got you by 20 at their place. You got them here on senior day last weekend, so you're going to face them for the third time. There's no secrets left, right? I mean, you know them. They know you. Uh, how do you approach this game compared to the first two? Yeah, I mean, there there are no secrets, particularly when you have such a small window of time in between the last time that you played them. It's it's one thing if you played them November fifteenth, and then you played them January twenty seventh, and then you played them March third. Um, but you know, when you go when you go one week, one calendar week in between games, you know that, that there's what it, what's what's changed the personnel is different the same guys are playing you know sometimes if it's been a month between games a guy that's shooting 20 percent from three is all of a sudden made 
10 out of his last 14 threes. That's not going to be the case, right? They haven't played another game since the time that we last played them, and, and nor have we. So so everyone, everything's out there. Everyone knows everything about each other, what their last performance was like. Uh, they'll be tweaking some things, I'm sure. Uh, we'll be tweaking a couple of things. You know, you, I think just naturally when you look at uh, uh, you're playing a team again, you're going to look at what you did the last time out against them, and if it went well for you, you're going to try to duplicate those things again in in many instances. And if it didn't, you're going to be more likely to change some things. And and that's what we did from game one to game two. There were a couple of things that we changed. Um, and you know, our DNA is our DNA, so there was nothing there was nothing at our core fundamentals that we changed. But there were some things that we definitely tweaked, and I think they helped us um, have a great chance to win the game. And so some of those things will we we. Won't won't change we won't change some of those things we'll keep that and uh and and you know it's a chess game they're they're going to make some adjustments to what we did uh and then we'll have to make some more adjustments based on what they did but but I just thought the way that we competed in that game was the biggest thing that we we were able to improve from game one to game two and so if we if we can if we can match that effort and competitiveness again um, you know then it comes down to just basketball and who plays better and, and I think we have a team that's capable of playing really well you talk about effort if you could duplicate one thing from Saturday is effort is that what you'd like to to duplicate yeah I, I mean it all goes together I think if you talk about effort uh, intensity uh, activity assertiveness um, you know, there's a theme, I think, with all that, and that would be what I would like to duplicate because that's what it came down to. There were mistakes that we made on the defensive. When you're, when you're talking about schematically now, there were some errors that we made defensively, just much like they did too, reads that we didn't make on the offensive end, shots that we would normally make that we missed. There's plenty of that. I'm, uh, that's the game of basketball. It's going to happen, and it's unpredictable that way. It's the beauty of it. But um, if we could – if we could duplicate just just how active we were you know uh, again words like assertive we were very assertive on both ends of the floor uh we were aggressive um in some instances and you know i think that's that in this game in particular is a big part of what you have to do because they play in an aggressive style of basketball and so you have to you have to in order to combat that you have to be aggressive on your own end when you're in a game like you were Saturday, um, and you know, uh, you know, it's it had to be in the back of your mind. I'm about to see these guys again in in seven days. Does it change the way you do? Do you hold off calling this inbounds play because you wanted to save it for Asheville? Do you? Does that impact the decisions you make? In, in theory, it could, um, and we've had. We've had other games that we did that, you know, our window in the two times that we played VMI was also relatively short. Uh, I think it was 14 days that we had in between those two games. And so there were two out-of-bounds underplays specifically that uh, we didn't need to call upon in the first game and we just didn't it just worked out that we didn't get to them and then we were in a position where we didn't want to do that we didn't want to show those at that point because we were definitely going to play them again in two weeks and we didn't want them to have seen it in case we needed to call upon those plays because they were pretty good quick hitters that we thought we'd get a good look at so that was that in this game not so much in this game um, just because you know to, to be quite honest with you we let 
we let our uh, aggressive, our aggression and our, our normal just decision-making was the main guide to what we did on the offensive end. We didn't, we probably ran less plays, uh, against Greensboro than we ever, than we ever have. And so, uh, there were a couple out of bounds under plays that we wanted to add. And I didn't do that. We normally do that in between games. And I didn't do that specifically just because I wanted all the focus to be on, how we were competing, how aggressive we were going to be, and then just go down on the floor and make your own decisions. We've worked really hard to be good decision makers, so be aggressive and then make good decisions on the end of the plays that you do. And, and that was it. So it wasn't really about holding out any plays or anything like that. Uh, we what, what we did, they saw a couple of things were different for sure. So they will, they will adapt to what we did in those situations, but we're going to go back to those because I think they really helped us play a brand of basketball that we would like to play. Saturday was fun, at least where I was sitting. Now you may you may have felt different about it on on your end, but Saturday was was a lot of fun to uh, to watch. Do you feel like this team is playing their best basketball right now? Yeah, I think we're I think we're playing well. I mean that was that was the best we've ever competed. It was in that game. Uh, now we've played better in other games. We had we had some games this year where we played really well. We shot the ball at a, at an alarmingly good rate, um, and just overall offensively, we just played better. But but that game we competed probably better than we ever have. And so um, I've talked about this multiple times. As you get into into any tournament type situation where once you lose, they hang your uniforms up, right? When you get in that, you have to you 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 don't have to, but your chances of performing well are improved drastically when you have a small window to look back on and say, hey, guys, this is what we've done in the last how many ever games. Sometimes it's only one game, right? Sometimes it's two games. If we look back, we've won last five out of our last seven, right? Against, and some of them were road games and some of them were really good competition. And so that's, you're going you're gonna to want to go back as far as you can into your memory banks and say, here's our last window of playing well. And it stretches back to one game maybe for some people right for some it's just new life at the tournament and we haven't we don't have a a window that we can recall that we played well and it's like let's start it again right hit the reset button and for us i think it stretches back to the last the last seven games that we've played that's a good stretch of games that's a good a good you know four week window or so that you say guys like let's look at it. We've been playing. We've been playing good basketball in this amount of time, and so you have every reason to move into the tournament and be extremely confident. Uh, I think that that crescendoed and 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 peaked out with the last game that we just played, and so guys will be really excited to go into to Asheville. You have. Um we saw Ramon Vila play extremely well on on Saturday. A little bit about his game and and what you have seen, I don't want to say change, but maybe evolve is the word for, for what the transformation of, of his play since he's been here. Yeah. I mean he's he's improved in his time here as much as any player that I've ever coached, uh, you know, for the most part. He's in the he's in the top three or four guys that I've ever coached in terms of how much he's absorbed and how much he's improved. And the, the thing I give him the most credit for is that some of those improvements are in areas that, that have to do with who you are as a human being and some things that don't come 
naturally to you whatsoever. So to change those things is the most difficult thing. To change your form in, in your jump shot, that's pretty easy. You just have to make yourself do that. Um, in some of these other scenarios, you know, your your natural instincts are going to are going to regulate how you respond and his in his natural instinct he's had to go against his natural instinct in in some situations in order to to improve as a player and so I give him a lot of credit for that he's tried to do everything that we've asked him to do I give him a tremendous amount of credit for that but he's he's improved dramatically on both ends of the ball I would say what he's done offensively which is where he gets the most credit I mean the last I saw he was top 12 in the country in field goal percentage to me his biggest improvements have been on the defensive like if I watch that game Saturday, forget what he did offensively. I mean, he defensively, he had five steals or whatever it was. He blocked a couple shots. I've never seen him so active defensively. I mean, uh, and he had a good offensive game as well, but just his activity defensively was was impressive, so impressive. Uh, so I would say it's been a, a, a total transformation and a metamorphosis of a player uh, in, in, in pretty much every facet of the game other than the fact that, you know, he's not – stepping out and making threes on a at a high level right now he did shoot one in the last game and I don't mind when he does that but um but but he has made a complete transformation in his game and and the crazy part about it is that there's there's another 50 percent worth of improvement left in this guy's game I, I I honestly do believe that I think there's some areas that he still has so much room to grow You've got a group of guys now, and you mentioned the fact that you're a little little more mature now maybe than, than in the past. Two years ago, you, you rolled into this tournament with, with a couple of guys that you were counting on to play a lot, even last year, that had never been there before, didn't know what it was like. Baptiste has been there. Commander's been there. Ramon has been there. Uh, Matt Ryan's played in a, in a lot of big venues and, and big games. What kind of a difference does that make? in a tournament setting. Yeah, I think it makes a huge difference. Um, now we'll see on game day if that if that translates into better play, but I know it makes a huge difference in responses to stimuli that are out there, responses to the crowd, to swings, to runs, to bad calls by the officials, to anything that I say to a player, to anything. I think their ability to respond to that stuff and get back to what your normal – your the normal way of doing things is 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 it only comes with experience to be able to do that unless you're a special you know there are a couple special guys out there that that have the ability to do it and be really young but uh but yeah we we, we have a more experienced much more experienced team and we, we had senior night and to put into perspective we had senior night and we had uh two seniors this year which made a total of four guys that we've had to have out there in three years so it's not very many guys you know some sometimes you'll have four seniors in one class and we've had four seniors in three classes and so you know we haven't had a lot of experience so looking forward to being out there with some guys that 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 are more prepared to handle it doesn't mean you're going to play better um right I, I honestly don't think that you're you're more likely to play better because you've been there but i i know you're more likely to handle situations that arise when you're not playing as well as you want to and be able to weather storms, uh, to be able to let the timeout really mean something so you can come out and change your what you're doing and how you're playing and gather yourself and compose yourself and just settle yourself down. I think that only comes with experience. Look, in, in reading what's being written right now across the country about this about this conference, I think if you – if you take into account what all's being said, they might as well just go ahead and hand it over to ETSU now and, and not bother with it. 
preview this tournament this weekend from from your seat and how you see things and how you see uh, the teams involved. Well, it's luckily luckily I don't read much then if that's what if that's what's being written out there. Um, but uh, you know, having played every team in this league twice and seeing what how it, how things shook out and 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 how competitive so many games are. I said this a long time ago. I just I don't think there are too many people that are going to go to Asheville and not honestly believe, guys, this is our chance. Um, I just don't. I don't think there are many teams in our league right now that <clears throat> that feel that way, and no one's ever going to admit it, right? So we don't. We don't have to worry about saying who's who. No one would ever admit that. There, but but I I think you have a high number of teams that have true belief, which is a which is a, a hard thing to come by, and it only comes from having played well against teams and having beaten teams and having competed and won on the road. I think you have a, 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 such a high number of teams that have true belief that when they go to Asheville, they're going to win. I mean, they have a great chance to win if they play well. You know, I don't think <clears throat> there are too many matchups where someone says, well, we need a miracle today. And sometimes that's the case. Sometimes that does happen. And, 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 and I think that's even with, you know, whoever ends up facing off against ETSU or, or or in any other league, whoever might you know be in first place, uh, um, or who's been crowned as the best team in that league, um, I I think that's going to be a very competitive, uh, competitive tournament, and I'm I'm really looking forward to watching all the games, um, ours included, being a part of those, but just seeing seeing who's competing against whom, and I think it's I think we're going to be surprised at just. I think all the games will be really close, to be honest with you. And I, I say that somebody will lose by 30, but I think a lot of the games will be really, really tightly contested, and and uh, it'll be it'll make for a fun, really fun and exciting tournament. What would the postseason mean for you guys to to continue playing beyond Asheville, whether that's the the NCAA or or whichever tournament it might be? What would that mean? Um, you know, I think it's a I think it's a a big step in. Uh, building an expectation to be able to earn the right to do that. And so uh, if it ends up not being the tournament that you would – if it ends up not being in the NCAA tournament, I think earning some sort of postseason play can be a, a, a big psychological stepping stone for for a team that's still developing and growing, which we are. Um, you know, I think in order to be winners, the first thing you have to do is have a winning team. Right and and we've we've won enough games that we've earned the f- the fact that we're going to have a winning team this year. That's the first step. You can't you can't be winners without having a winning team first. And so, um, as 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 insignificant as that might seem, I think when you're talking about growth and development and and laying out a plan and that being the next step, you have to have a winning record, and then you have to be do things like win 20 games you have to do things like earn postseason play you have to do things like you know finish into this or beat this and then you're constantly trying to raise the bar on what your what your basic minimum standard is um and and i don't know what ours is but i would i would enjoy earning some sort of postseason play i mean it's uh it's all it's my favorite time of the year i don't ever pull any punches about that I mean I love the start of the year too I mean you're just getting back into basketball but there's something about 
tournament and 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 postseason play and conference tournament that just it's just a new thing it's an it's new life it's it's rewarding what you've done all season but at the same time you know one 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 team's telling them hey you're being rewarded for what you did all season some other team's saying hey forget everything that you did all year it doesn't mean anything this is new it's everything the whole gamut is there and it's just a great time of year and so um, yeah, to earn some sort of postseason play, I think that's a I think that's a significant step in when you're trying to build and develop. Coach, good luck. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks to both Coach Burroughs and Coach Paris for giving us some time this week, and best of luck to both of those teams as they head to the Southern Conference basketball tournament being held in Asheville, North Carolina this week. They have both been fun teams to watch play and to follow throughout the year. Hopefully you made multiple trips out to the McKenzie Arena to see them both in action. Best of luck to both teams this weekend. We'll be with you again next week here on Mox on the Mic. For our producer, Tate Johnson, I'm Chris Goforth saying so long, everybody, and go Mox.